This is Barkcast. You ain't nothing but a hound. On each episode of Barkcast, your questions will be answered by professional, senior trainer and owner of Canine Point Academy, Russell D. Russell. Hi Russell, how's your week been here at Canine Point Academy? It's been good mate, thanks for asking. We've had an email come in from Ellen. Okay. And Ellen wants to know, well actually I'll read the whole email. It says, hey Russell, I've got a dog. It's a good start. It's a German Shepherd. Quite a big dog. Okay. That's me saying that, not Ellen. Yeah, yes. Where is the best place to put my dog in the car when travelling? Oh, okay, good question. Okay, dogs. Safest place for a dog to go in a car? I would probably argue in a crate. Now, when you say the word crate, obviously I know what a crate is, mm-hmm. but a lot of people will think of a crate as in what they put oranges and fruit <laughs> in. <laughs> not a fruit pallet, no. Not a fruit pallet, okay. <laughs> actual dog so crate. what do you mean by a crate? Just, uh, just a box, basically. A box specifically designed for dogs and for travelling. The benefit of a crate is a your dog's confined in its space, so it's just gonna it can't go anywhere. If you've got a dog that's loose in the car, it's jumping all over the seats, it's jumping all over you, and obviously if you that's a, a big and a bad distraction that you don't want while you're driving for obvious obvious reasons. But German Shepherd is a very big dog, as you know, because you've had German Shepherds in the Correct. past, <clears throat> which means you need a very big crate and or a very big car. What if you don't have a very big car? So next thing is, in terms of, you want to think of in terms of safety, A, just from a dog being loose, jumping around the place, or even if you've got a perfectly well-trained, perfectly calm dog that just lies on the back seat, what happens if, you know, you tap the brakes a bit too hard, um, or, you know, God forbid, have an accident, you've got a loose animal. So things like seat belts, which you can get harnesses and seat belts for your dogs. Okay, let me just pick up on that point. Sure. So you would seat belt your dog into the car? Potentially, yeah. How would you do that? So there are special harnesses that you can get, which goes on the dog, and that just slides into the, the normal seatbelts that you have on the cars. So that they're specifically designed to fit your seatbelts, and it just plugs in as normal. So the dog's got a little bit of movement. They're not sort of obviously tied in, strapped to the back of the seat. Um, they can sit there, possibly even lie down, but they, are, they do have a little bit of movement. I, I have to <coughs> apologise. I am just laughing at a dog just sprawled. Just out in the back of the seat. Duct tape, just taped to the <laughs> yes. back seat with yeah. its paws everywhere. Which would work. I wouldn't recommend it, but I guess sure. that would work. Um, when you put them in, would you have them in the front or the back? So, again, this is, I suppose, is largely going to... Let me talk about, sorry, for the seatbelt. Yeah, version. probably in the back seat. Okay. Uh, and again, in the same way that you probably put your kids in the back seat rather than in the front seat. Um, and you also want to be guarded with things like airbags. So particularly if you're in the front seat and God forbid have an accident and the airbag goes off, it's bad enough for us, but it's also going to freak out your dog as well. So I would probably argue with having them on the back seat. And generally, the bigger difference is if you've got small dogs, a lot of people have, like if they've got a pom-pom or a, a pug or something or a chihuahua, it's kind of cute, it's kind of easy, and they're usually lap dogs. And even when people are driving, they'll have those dogs on their lap, which... A, is dangerous for a whole range of reasons. And the dog's half jumping out the window, jumping on the steering wheel. You know, you're supposed to be focused on driving, not that I'm going to go down that particular route, but it's that's not a safe thing to do. Having the dog on a seat next to you, again, yeah, it's small, it's cute, it's easy, it can do. Your safer option would be perhaps in the footwell of the front seat, because again, A, the dog's not going to go anywhere if you do have to hit the brakes. It's because it can't just fly off the seat. Um and equally, particularly with puppies of any size breed, I, if I'm getting my dogs used to traveling in the car, I'll stick them down there. Lower center of gravity, slightly less chance of car sickness. 
they're also not going to be engaging with trying to look out the window and see the world go whizzing past. So this whole car ride thing, hey, and I can drop some treats as and when I need to, but you can make it a very calm, almost boring kind of thing that we do. And then once the dogs kind of got used to being in the car and all that traveling stuff, then you can migrate into being on a seat, in a crate, in seat belts or what have you. Now, obviously, if you've got a boot or so a, a trunk, let's use that term for our American listeners, that's a better place to have the, the dog? So, well, it, so now it depends on the types of car that you've got. If you think of a standard type sedan car, uh, two door, two front seats, you know, the back seat. Yes, I'd probably have the dog on the back seat. I wouldn't have the dog in the boot in a classic closed boot because <laughs> they're going to struggle in there a wee bit and it's a bit dark. The next thing is like here in, in Phuket or anyway, if you've got like an SUV with that, like a hatchback part, that would probably be a decent place for the dog. They're away from the front end of everything. That's usually where you put your bags and stuff anyway. You want to be in a position where the dog is reasonably secure so it can't jump over the seats. So there's a couple of things that you can do. One is a simply back tie them. So again, use a harness or a leash so they, they physically can't jump over the back seat. Or if you want to work the process, I would have one person driving, obviously. Second person sitting in the back seat that can just drop some treats behind them to the dog because the dog's sitting or lying down in the back and just chilling out over the car ride. So we make that process the rewarding one. We're in the car. This is where I sit and lie down, chill out. And it rains treats. It's kind of cool and rewarding. Ellen's got a German, German Shepherd. Shepherd. Now, um, I don't know how big Ellen is. Now, I know that you drive a Toyota Hilux. Yeah. Now, if Ellen's got a pickup or a pickup like yours with a cover on her back, picking the dog up and putting it in, obviously a German could probably jump up. Uh, the jumping up is less of an issue, actually. And yeah, if you've got bigger dogs that can jump in, that's half the problem. It's getting them back out. And most people would let them jump out, whereas I'd be more, less, more inclined to help the dog out, um, particularly the younger dogs, because that's a, a, quite a height for them to be landing on their, on their joints. Jumping up is fine, not a problem. So on that particular side of things, you can do some ramp work, teaching dogs how to go up ramps or up steps, fold away and go in the back of the car. That's quite an easy, reasonably easy thing to do. In terms of safety, yes, if you've got a car that has um, like a hatchback part of it, so the dog is still technically in the car, but in the back area of it, that is something you can work with quite easily. If, like me, you've got a pickup truck, so the pickup part is obviously outside of the car, whether it's covered or not is a slightly separate issue, but it's much more difficult to train and engage with that. I was following a car the other day, similar to mine, with the pickup. It had the cover over the back of it, so you know, rain or shine, the dog is at least covered. The side windows were open, and these two large dogs leaning out the windows, you know, their body half out, enjoying the air, blasting past their ears. And it, on one level, you think, oh, that's great. The dog's really enjoying being in the car and sticking their head out, and, and it's all fantastic. It's also really quite dangerous. I mean, A, what if the dog decides, hey, I'm going to jump out on a passing motorbike, and now we're in busy traffic. That's going to end badly. The other side to it is, you know, particularly here in Thailand, there's a lot of stray dogs on the streets. And as happened to us the other night, I'm driving further back from this particular vehicle. A stray dog is sitting by the side of the road. This car goes past them. The large dogs are barking at the street dog. The street dog barks back. It's now running into the road to chase the car. So now there's a street dog in the in the road that people have now got to avoid because it's chasing the dogs in the in the truck. So from a safety perspective, if they're at least enclosed in that carry boy, uh, the, the the pickup part then at least they, A, they can't get out and they're less likely to disturb others that are around them in the street. But, Russell, it's so much fun to see it's, doggies with their heads out the windows. Totally and I can it. tell you, my daughter, 
as soon as we see a dog out, the dog, the dog the head yeah, out the window, yeah. and their little ears are flapping their tongues out. It's brilliant. Yeah, and it, they, why are you stopping well, that? No, the, the, the cliche is quite funny, right? If you do this to your own dog, just walk up to their face and kind of go. Oh, they and, hate and, it. And they absolutely hate it. <laughs> Put them in a fast car, their head straight out the window. It just makes no sense. But that's dogs for but you. Why is that? What? Um, do you, okay. <laughs> no idea. Russell's passed on that question. Completely passed on I that. didn't know we had that. If we had email about that, just ignore it. Okay, <laughs> I'll, I'll push that one to one side. Yeah. So going back to the, the, the smaller dog that you put into the yes. footwell, mm-hmm. perhaps, and then move them onto the front seat. Yeah, look, I, I get it from a... There's two sides. People are like, yes, my dog. You know, I want my dog to be sort of you know, here. I can pet them as I'm driving along kind of thing. So you've got to bench that you know, safety first if you're driving without being silly about it. Surely driving is the focus part. <laughs> anywhere, so especially here, but anywhere. So be less worried about petting my dog than I am about focusing on where I'm driving. In terms of a safety aspect, particularly with a small dog, yes, if I've got a small car and a large dog, putting a crate is just not going to physically work. So what else can I do? Either a harness that I can attach to the seatbelts. Can you buy those here? Yeah, you can. In yeah. Phuket. The Zada, AliExpress, I'm sure you can pretty much get anything you want. Yeah, you can. And so there we go. That's where I would go for those. When you have your dog in the in the back of a pickup, like we just talked about, yep. would would you have you strapped in, tied in, and, and if you did, would you have the leash around the collar of their neck, or is that quite dangerous it's, in case uh, they jump out? For exactly that, and I have seen that a couple of times with open pickups, and the dog is back tied, so it can move around a little bit, but yet the dog just decides to jump off. You've now got a dog that's strangling itself at the side of a car, and if you're not paying attention in the mirrors, you're just not. So, going to what's the that. best option there? Um, either and again there's the element of you want I mean there are people that have been driving with their dogs for years the dog is in the back of the pickup doesn't say boo to a goose and is perfectly fine with it A it's going to depend on the amount of work you've done with the dog to that point B you might just get lucky with the type of dog that you have that it's just yeah I'm just quite happy just to chill out in the back and enjoy the breeze and what have you so A part of that from from our perspective is a bit of guesswork you'll know your dog better than I would because it's your dog but either having the more securely back tied in the back so they they've only got very limited movement they can't get to the sides or they can't get to the back in terms of a safety perspective um there's also the side of you know and god forbid you do have a bit of a a bang of of any sort of nature of impact if anything is loose including us our kids whatever handbags whatever it's in the car it's going to go flying your dog equally and if they're in the back of an open pickup they're going to go flying into the road is this a case where you could use a harness rather than a normal neck oh, collar? Oh, sure. I probably would, absolutely would do that. And a lot, I think a lot of the, the like seatbelt harness attachments you get, they're, they're body harnesses. If you think like, a bit like a kid's car seat, right? So there's a great big sort of hmm. um, Formula One ha- harness and it kind of goes over all of them and locks in. Do dogs get car seat? Uh, absolutely. And there's, in the same way that people do, and there's the, the combination of a, it being something new versus just something they need to build up and kind of get used to. What I suggest to if anyone with puppies is get them used to being in and out of the car frequently because it's probably something that's going to happen. You also want to be careful, and dogs aren't stupid. Dogs learn with pictures. If you only ever put the dog in the car to go to the vet, they're going to work out that this is the prelude to something that's not particularly pleasant. So getting them in the car and literally to get them used to, if you're someone that travels with your dog a lot or wants to travel with your dog a lot and go greater distances, you might find you put your dog in a car one day, you go for a long drive and you're absolutely fine. Lucky you. Other dogs, you get down to the end of the road and they're vomiting everywhere. So rather than finding out the hard way, get them in and out of the car A make that a whole, just get, literally not driving anywhere. Just maybe turn the engine on, get them in and out of the car a few times and 
go back inside. The next time we'll get in and out the car, maybe drive to the end of the driveway and come back. Or go around the block. Or just up and down the street. So you're doing lots and lots of short drives. It's a fun, calm, pleasant, rewarding experience when we go back home. Now, we mentioned earlier about the dog's in the footwell because it's a nice, safe place to be. Now, but if that dog gets car sick, isn't it better that the dog has its head out the window because from it a... It doesn't from work a, that way. Oh, it's not the horizon thing. I'm trying to make that analogy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, fine. <laughs> so, and, and equally, um, dogs aren't... They're not going to think, oh, gee, I should vomit out the window. If they're... Well, it was more so they could just look at the horizon because when you get seasick, you're supposed to look at the horizon. <laughs> yeah. If, if the dog's feeling sick, they're more likely to then sort of start circling on your sofa, doing the whole sort of... Um, gut wrench thing and then just vomit wherever they can can you get the little bands for them like we used to get yeah, when you get seasick bands <laughs> does that happen or not i honestly don't know i'm sure you probably can it's the sort of thing why not but i'd be very surprised and i guess I you can't know. just go and get those little tiny pills you used to get before you used to get the ferry so from dover to calais that you can get meds um and some people do use them like particularly for flying um which i like you know, it's more of a sedative actually than a like a tranquilizer per se as opposed to something for seasickness We've moved from driving to flying. My God, Eleanor, yeah. <laughs> you've got a plane, you're sorted. Yeah. So just to summarize all that then. To summarize in terms of where is the safest place for my dog in the car, part of that's going to depend on the size of your car and the size of your dog. Generally speaking, yeah, a crate is probably going to be the safest place if I can put a, a crate either in the back of my pickup or on the back seat. You then need to think about, okay, I've got a crate, it's on the back of my pickup, but you know, where we live, it's either going to be soaking wet or it's going to be baking hot in the back of that thing. So do I get a cover for the back of it? Logistical things to think about. If you want your dog loose in the car, then it's just a case about thinking, is the dog, again, calm and controlled and happy, just lies on the back seat and chills out? In which case, for the most part, that's fine. You then just want to think about the what ifs. And I know you can't cover every aspect, but you know, God forbid you have an accident or you hit the brakes too hard. The dogs can go flying somewhere. Plus, if you've got dogs that are barking at other people or dogs in the street, that's not something you want when you're trying to drive your car. And you did just bring up one point about the heat yes. of the car. So that we, sh- we should tell people, don't leave your dog in the car. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, fair one. And anywhere, particularly in hot climates like we have here in Phuket, the inside temperature of your car will increase rapidly. Like you might just think, oh, I'm just popping in to grab you know, some milk from the shops and what have you. The, the heat inside that car, even if you had the aircon blasting the entire time to the shops, once you shut that engine off and you get out the car, if your windows are up, your dog's going to melt pretty, pretty quickly. At very, very least, leave the windows open. If, you, if you're worried your dog's going to jump out, again, back tile them, harness them so they can't jump out the windows of a parked car, but leave the windows open for sure. And just one final point, if someone did need to get a crate, is that something they could come to see K9 Point Academy about? Yeah, they certainly can. When it comes to crates, when you talk about, um, well, here's another sort of small thing for you. When we talk about traveling with dogs um, on airplanes, on a slightly different topic, the crate size is actually very important. The airlines are very picky about the size of the dog and the size of the crate that, that go together. If you're talking about just putting your dog in your car just to get from, say, the house to the beach, if the crate was just a little bit on the, and I'm not talking about squashing the dog in by any stretch, but if it was, if you've got a, a dog that, you, let's say you've got a lab and it's grown up and it's a bit bigger than it was when it was younger, and the crate's just a little bit too small for it, but it can still get in and out, you could probably just get away with using that because we're talking like for five minutes to go down the road. Cool. There you go, Ellen. Sorted. So I hope that answers en- the question. Enjoy your time with your doggy, but don't let it put its head out the window. <laughs> yeah. Although I like that. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Russ. Cheers, mate. Bye. Cheers, mate. 
If you're looking for professional training or somewhere to board your dog, either short or long term, then check out Canine Point Academy. That's caninepointacademy.com or go to Facebook and search Canine Point Academy.